Pittsfield, Virginia, will stay there for now. The Daily Progress reports Judge Richard Moore agreed to take a motion to change the venue for James Fields' trial on first-degree murder and other charges under advisement. But he says he believes an impartial jury can be selected. Attorney Denise Lunsford had requested that Fields' November trial either be moved or that jurors be brought in from another area. She cited publicity about the case, community prejudice, and the effect of the events on Charlottesville residents. Fields faces up to life in prison on the state-level charges. He also faces federal hate crime charges. Keith Peters, Washington. Keeping the government running and confirming Brett Kavanaugh as the next Supreme Court justice, those are the big-ticket items this week for Republicans on the Hill. This is SRN News. There's fun at the Midway, live music at the Grandstand, and, of course, more great food than you can shake a stick at. Visit us at the corner of Underwood and Murphy for our daily tote bag giveaways and live broadcasts from the Patriot Travel Trailer, courtesy of A.C. Nelson RV World in Shakopee. Recharge your phone at our charging station and ask us how to score a free pair of sunglasses. Intelligent Radio at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, have no fear. The closer is here. It's the Brad Carlson Show coming up next right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, making weekend radio great again. Now here's an update to look at your weather for today. High of 79, chance of showers throughout the day. Tonight, a low of 64, mostly cloudy and patchy fog. Your Labor Day, a high of 76 and a chance of thunderstorms throughout the day. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the great Minnesota get together. Now, here's the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, at twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, uh, according to the intro music, where they had the deer farm animals in that intro music and a bell <laughs> ringing on. So that must be the Minnesota State Fair, the Great Minnesota Get Together, live. Uh, from the uh, corner of Underwood Street and Murphy Avenue, right next door to the big orange Home Depot building. It's a full-service operation. You can stop by, charge up your cell phone, and uh, a couple of shacks down and get some sweet Martha's cookies. You never have to leave the north end of the fairgrounds. That is for certain, and uh, honored to be joined right out of the chute by one of our many cavalcade of guests here today, Rob Dorr. He is the uh, political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Uh, do we have some fans of Rob Dorr's here, I heard? Okay, fantastic. Rob Dorr, welcome back Thank to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good Great to be here. Yeah, now you've got the uh, Blaze Orange Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus uh, T-shirt. Uh, not trying to hide your affiliation, <laughs> Rob Dorr, I take it? Uh, not at all. You know, this serves multiple purposes. Uh, yeah, if uh, in case the kids get a little bit stranded, I've, they've got a big orange, you know, six-foot-five pumpkin that they can follow <laughs> around. Uh, and then also, it's uh, you know, there, there's been a movement uh, among the anti-gun people to try to, re- to try to claim the orange as their color. Okay. And uh, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy the... Uh, uh, making sure that they understand that, uh, no, shooters have always been wearing orange and will continue to do so. Absolutely. Standing your ground, uh, no pun intended. Or maybe <laughs> I did intend it. Who's to say? But, uh, well, Rob Dorr, obviously this uh, very uh, critical uh, mid-year election cycle, about uh, about two months until Election Day, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, obviously in the uh, midst of handing out uh, endorsements to candidates. How did the endorsed candidates fare in uh, 
the primaries, Rob Dorr, those were just a few weeks ago. I know you had some critical endorsements. To yeah, so uh, typically, you know, uh, as far as the primaries go, if there is not a whole lot of daylight between issues, we typically, uh, between candidates rather, we typically don't stick our necks out. Okay. Uh, there were a couple of exceptions. Uh, the, the endorsed candidates that we had were up in 34A, Kristen Robbins. Uh, that's the Maple Grove area. This is uh, Joyce Pepin's seat. Yes. Uh, as she's stepping out down from majority leader. Um, and uh, leaving the uh, leaving the Minnesota House, that seat's now vacant. Uh, we endorsed Kristen. Kristen was running a really strong campaign and really sought our endorsement. Uh, we met with her, she, and she was really excited to make gun rights a, a key part of her campaign. And so we endorsed her, and she prevailed uh, in in her race. And then we also endorsed Cal Barr. Uh, Cal Barr was uh, getting a hit from a blast from the past. Tom Hackbarth yes. uh, up up in thirty uh, one B. This is uh, Oak Grove. Um, Ham Lake, uh, that area, right. uh, just uh, north of the cities a little while. Uh, and uh, Tom Hackbarth was defeated by Calbar. He lost endorsement and then lost uh, the pr- first primary race, and then he came back this, this time around. Now, Calbar, you know, Tom Hackbarth, we've got a long history of Tom. Tom has been really strong on, on gun rights. Uh, but I, I would say Tom has always been in a reliable vote, but not necessarily a champion. And what okay. we had in Cal Bar was a very vocal champion, and he's in a district where they can afford to be extremely vocal and to really be on the lead uh, for gun rights. So we were happy to endorse Cal and happy to work to make sure that he uh, won over his primary. Now, obviously, uh, the gubernatorial primary is one uh, specifically on the Republican side, which I know you, uh, you all took a vested interest in. A lot of folks uh, before the primary took place said, uh, you know, say what you want about that. The Tim Pawlenty probably offers the best opportunity for the Republicans, at least to win, uh, simply because he is so well funded. However, Jeff Johnson did emerge victorious. Jeff Johnson uh, got your endorsement. Am I? Do I have that correct, Rob? Uh, not, not yet, but not I, yet? Okay. I think it's safe to say that it's uh, it's it's coming based on the the field. Uh, Jeff did get an A grade from the caucus. There's two branches of the Gun Owners Caucus. There's our 501C4, which does our political activity. They do the grading. Gotcha. And Jeff did earn an A grade uh, based on his survey responses and his history. Uh, and then we have our political action committee, which actually dishes out the endorsements. And uh, gotcha. the, our okay. political action committee will be meeting, and I'm sh- I'm, I'm sh- I, th- I think the smart money is on Jeff getting the endorsement. Uh, but we were very excited to see Jeff win, uh, win the primary. It was uh, certainly unexpected by a lot of people, myself included, uh, but a welcome surprise. Jeff, as far as Second Amendment rights, he's been by far the most vocal supporter of your Second Amendment rights of anybody in the field. Uh, you've got, of course, you had on the Democrat side, you had uh, Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid. That ticket is just a nightmare for gun owners. Uh, if there's any solace, that uh, they're actually out of the House now. So that's uh, that's true. That, yeah, that's actually a, a, a net gain for for all of us. But that was a scary time imagining them being a, a, the DFL endorsed candidates. Imagining them being the potential governor and lieutenant governor. Now, wasn't Aaron May Quaid uh, the one who said she signed on? To that, uh, I, I, I believe your term was the most draconian anti-gun bill you ever saw come through the House. Yeah. It was Linda Slocum's bill. Yeah, House file. And then uh, she denied she signed it. And right. I, there was an infamous moment on, on social media where Rob actually went to the clerk's office and got... Photo evidence of Aaron May Quaid signing <laughs> on this bill, even though she said she did live stream. So there's yes. no no question about any <laughs> uh, sort of any sort of photoshopping or impropriety. I actually went live, and I didn't. And some people thought I did. I didn't know whether or not her name was on there. I had a, I, my gut told me that it was. Sure. But I thought, hey, let's just be fully transparent. That's what we do at the Gun Owners Caucus. We don't hide anything. Uh, we're we're right out there. And I said, let's just live stream this and show it. And sure enough, right there on the paper was her name. 
And, and w- the way that this works is the text of the bill is there, and then there are two sheets. There's two copies. Uh, you have to sign both of them. One of them goes to the clerk, and the other goes to the author or the committee that the bill is sitting at. Sure. So, you know, there's really no way it could have been the clerical error that Aaron Mayquaid uh, had purported it was. Now, obviously, the, uh, the uh, candidate who prevailed in the primary for uh, DFL, the DFL candidate for governor, Tim Walls, who... Uh, once upon a time was a uh, was a friend to the to the gun owners. I mean, you don't win re-election five or six times in CD one by being as hostile to guns as he appears to be now, Rob. Yeah, in in Greater Minnesota, Southern Minnesota, where you know hunting and shooting is is an everyday way of life for people. Uh, he wore his NRA endorsed hat very proudly. He had custom embroidered. You could you you could buy him for twenty bucks when he was running for Congress. NRA endorsed Tim Walls. Uh, you know, he wore that hat proudly. Then once he got the whiff of governor in the air. Uh, all of a sudden, things started changing. He started introducing bump stock uh, ban legislation. He started showing up at Moms Demand Action rallies, and now he's earned the little check mark and the gold stars from all the anti-gun groups. Uh, and and he's supporting things that are directly violations of your constitutional rights. I mean, it's things like uh, red flag laws. Red flag laws are the are the bills where law enforcement or a family member, a former romantic partner, a child, whether or not they live in the home or not, can go to court without you present on just an accusation, get an order to uh, ban you from contacting them and to have law enforcement confiscate your firearms without you ever even knowing there was an issue. Sounds like it runs a file of due process, Rob Dorr. I'm no constitutional yeah. <laughs> scholar, but... Uh... Well, there, there's a few amendments. You know, you've got the Second Amendment, of course. With the Fourth, you have the right to be free of searches and seizures uh, without due process. You have the Fifth Amendment, which also guarantees you due process. And then uh, the Sixth Amendment, you have the right to face your accuser mm. <laughs> in, in these proceedings. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a run of foul, but these are one of the, the, the banner items that he is pledging to push uh, here in Minnesota. Now, what, what has been his, uh, I guess, public rationale from running away? Because, I mean, the Internet's forever. You can probably Google search and find him wearing his, donning his NRA hat. Yeah. What has been his public rationale from running <laughs> away fact, from these gun, uh, gun issues? You can, go, you can go to the uh, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus Facebook page and see a picture of, um, of uh, Tim Walls in, in his NRA hat uh, right next to a profile of uh, Benedict Arnold. <laughs> that gives you an idea of my sentiments of it. But, uh, I think it was about the endorsement. He was he was going for the DFL endorsement, and and unfortunately, you know, the the DFL party has been catering to the extreme anti gun left, and in order to secure enough votes to try to get the endorsement, and then the primary, he could not. He had to run away from his A rating in the NF, uh, in the NRA. Jeff Johnson had a great uh, line here at the fair uh, the other day uh, on a debate. And he said, Tim, nobody knows where you stand on guns. You went from an A rating to an F rating in a year. Right. Uh, and, wow. and, I th- and I think that's really indicative is it, what are his convictions? What, you know, is he really just uh, was supporting gun rights for all those years just because he knew he couldn't get elected without it? And now are we really seeing the real Tim? I think given his rhetoric and his passion behind this, I think his passion behind being anti-gun is stronger than his passion for being pro-gun ever was. So I think we're actually getting a peek behind the curtain and seeing what's, what's really running Tim Walls. And, you, and we had talked a little bit about this before. Apparently, he, he still feels that he has the, uh, the credibility with you and the pro-gun crowd to bring you together and uh, bring sides together and co- have this great compromise, Rob Dorr. Uh, can you confirm or deny? <laughs> uh, that's fascinating. You know, of course, us at the Gun Owners Caucus, we're never uh, afraid to shy away from a discussion or shy away from course, a fight. Yeah. Uh, but as far as he thinking that he can convince us that 
uh, that universal registration, that gun violence restraining orders, that uh, you know, the, be it needing assault weapons bans, high capacity limits, uh, all of these restrictions. If he thinks that he can bring gun owners over to his side on that, he's going to be up for a rude awakening. And I hope that I hope that uh, gun owners all across the state, whether you know whether or not you are always identify Republican or Democrat, if you're a gun owner, these these plans from Tim Walls, these policy provisions, should really concern you. Uh, one, uh, one name that I've seen uh, being uh, bandied about and, and, and something that I'm disappointed in, you alluded to the red flag laws. Uh, CD3 Congressman Eric, uh, Eric Paulson <laughs> has been, I don't, don't want to say, you, you probably know this better than I, he's been at least uh, addressing them or open to them. He Rob introduced a legislation. He did, okay. Yeah. Uh, financially incentivizing states to enact red flag laws. Which I, which is actually even worse, because there are some. I think we can all agree that there are there needs to be mechanisms for friends and family members to help intercede for a loved one in crisis. I think that we can all agree on that. But there has to be due process, uh, due process in that uh, situation. What Eric Paulson's did was dangle federal money for states, just saying, "Hey, if you create a red flag law, we're going to give you a pile of money." That's really dangerous because it, rather than even just setting up some criteria that might even be workable, that might be something that we can uh, find agreement on, he's just dangling money saying, come up with whatever you want, regardless of how egregious it is, and we'll toss you a couple of sacks of federal money, your, you know, your tax dollars. I, I, that's, that's really upsetting, and we've tried to reach out to, uh, uh, to uh, Paulson's office, and he's uh, been non-responsive. So. And obviously he's in a uh, uh, very difficult uh, re-election yep. battle. CD3 uh, went strongly for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Every year we hear that Eric Paulson's in trouble. Could this, I mean, CD3, I don't know how well this particular rhetoric would pl- pl- play in CD3. Are you getting kind yeah. of a feel how this well, is going, Rob Thorne? I, I used to live in CD3. I've got a fair idea of kind of how the, the Republicans there know that they're kind of in encroaching enemy territory. You know, they're, they're in that no man's land. Sure. Uh, and they understand that Eric Paulson can't be a Justin Amash. He, he can't be, uh, you know, a, a, a Ben Sass. You know, that, that's just not, that's not the kind of representative that, that can thrive in that district. But I think this year we've seen something different where he's actually introducing gun control when he's slapping the president in the face on social media mm. over and over and over again. His first ad, he put money into saying, no, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say no to Trump. I, I, I think that kind of messaging isn't going to be driving the turnout, and turnout's what's king in midterm elections. You need to turn out your base. Once again, we've been joined by Rob Dorr. He, the political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Want to check out their fantastic work. Uh, There's some uh, endorsements in the works, too. Once they're announced, they'll certainly put them on their website. Gunowners.mn, right there in the T-shirt there. (laughs) Gunowners.mn, if you want to find out more about the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Become a member of which I finally did a few months ago, Rob Dorr. Absolutely, and I need to get some sweet uh, swag as well. (laughs) I need to order that. Rob, appreciate your time, uh, as always, sir, and I look forward to uh, catching you down the trail. Thanks, Brad. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Let's take a break. We'll be back in mere moments live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair, north end of the fairgrounds, next door to Home Depot. Stop on by and say hello. Back in a moment on the Northern Alliance. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something.
Device Pit Stop pays cash for your devices. iPads, cell phones, and laptops. Bring them in and our trusted pit crew will give you a fair and honest quote for your device. Don't take risks by selling to strangers. Device Pit Stop pays top dollar. Check out our five Twin Cities locations. Go to devicepitstop.com. That's devicepitstop.com. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Well, here we are again, and i got to tell you, Jim, this match has me really concerned. Here we have a powerful heavyweight, a train, weighing in at 6,000 tons. And this hasty, lightweight challenger, a car, at just one and a half tons? This does not bode well for the car, or the people in it. It's no contest. Every day, people are injured or killed trying to beat a train at rail crossings. See tracks, think train. Chet's Shoes is proud to have served the railroad industry for many years. We greatly respect those who work on and around the tracks daily. Did you know the average freight train traveling 55 miles an hour takes a mile or more to stop? the size of 18 football fields. If the engineer can see you, it's too late to stop the train. Shed Shoes is proud to partner with Operation LifeSafe. It reminds you to play it safe and stay away from the tracks. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Visit Chet'sShoes.com. We all have special dreams. If money were no issue, what's your dream? Join Online Trading Academy for our free investing class by dialing on your cell phone, pound 250, use keyword OTA. Pound 250, keyword O-T-A. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. Good to see you folks out here today. Hey, Corey, how are you? You're on the, I'm talking about you on the air right now. Good to see you. I got all sorts of friends stopping by. North end of the fairgrounds, corner of Underwood Street and Murphy Avenue, right next door to the big orange Home Depot building. Stop by, by won't you please? You got hangers right in the kitty corner. You got Sweet Martha's cookies, a couple shacks down. It's a full-service operation. You can charge up your cell phone here at the charging station. Why do you need to go anywhere else? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the cavalcade of stars continues as we are honored to this time to be joined by the Republican nominee for Minnesota Attorney General, uh, Doug Wardlow. Going to be talking to Doug, of course, a little bit about his candidacy. And, of course, uh, the uh, Senate confirmation hearings are coming up very soon for Judge Brett Kavanaugh, who will be 
I'm calling it Doug Wardlow, a fearless uh, prediction. Who will be the next Supreme Court justice? Uh, Doug Wardlow, good to have you on the broadcast again, sir. Great to be on. Uh, I, I said to Doug when he first approached, long time no see. It's been a whole seven days, Doug Wardlow. Yes. Uh, but uh, you know what? In, in, in all seriousness, in the past seven days, a lot has happened. Uh, there was a big NPR story that came out. Uh, the two AG candidates, uh, Doug Wardlow, Keith Ellison, kind of taking some swipes at each other. The candidates, the uh, campaign is heating up, Doug Wardlow, to say the least. It is heating up. We're just bringing to light some facts about Keith Ellison and his, and his, and his background that are very troubling for Minnesotans, and I think the public has a right to know uh, that you know, Keith Ellison is just very extreme. He is, and uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, our, we just had on Rob Dorr, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, he was uh, telling us how he stopped by the DFL booth, and of course they have the pictures of all of their uh, endorsed and candidates who uh, uh, prevailed in the primary, uh, had to kind of really hunt and peck to find Keith Ellison. Turns out they stashed his uh, candidate photo way in the back of the booth there. Not easy to find, Doug Wardle. It's almost as if they're hiding something. I don't know. What can well, you say? Well, I would do if I were them. I mean, <laughs> Keith Ellison is about as extreme as they get. You know, he's a socialist. He stands for open borders. He is uh, associated with Louis Farrakhan, and the list goes on and on. Indeed it does. Uh, and some good news also from this past week. You know, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, that the uh, once, once in the past 64 years, has a Republican been elected Attorney General Minnesota. Uh, Douglas had, and I did verify this, he, he's no longer with us. 2011, he passed away. So I was hoping maybe we could maybe get some insight. Doug, how do you win a, uh, how do you win a statewide for Attorney General? But my point in bringing all that up is, is that the Republican Attorney General's Association uh, formally set up shop here in Minnesota Good news, Doug Wardle. They're looking to uh, uh, put money into this particular campaign. That means it's, a, uh, it's there for the taking. Yeah, I heard about that yesterday. That's very good news. I mean, I think uh, everyone realizes, and Minnesotans understand, that we don't want an attorney general who's political. And Keith Ellison has said he's going to wage a political war from the office of attorney general. He just wants to bring lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit against President Trump. Instead of doing the job of the attorney general, which is to back up law enforcement, to keep people safe, make sure our prosecutors have the resources they need, fight consumer fraud. There's so many things that the Attorney General needs to do that aren't getting done, prosecuting welfare fraud, because the Democrats have been playing politics with that office for the last you know, 48 years. Sure. And uh, Keith Ellison just wants to take that to the next level, double down on that strategy, and use it as a political weapon. And that's completely inappropriate. Minnesotans get that. Now, obviously, the, I know there's political parties that run for particular office, DFL side, Republican side, but as you alluded to, this office, typically the, the duties of this office are supposed to transcend politics. So I guess, you know, a question from the layperson, why is there even political affiliation at all for this, Doug Ward? Well, that's right. It's supposed to transcend politics. It's supposed to be about the rule of law, standing up for the rule of law. I, I guess the partisan label on there is uh, in order to make sure that we have some balance, I think. And, you know, it's, it's become unbalanced. Very much so, The Democrats yeah. have had it for... Uh, so long, but there's a lot of attention on the race this year, and, and we have a fantastic opportunity here to win it back and really put our state back on the path of liberty and prosperity and limited government. That's very exciting. And uh, Doug, you've obviously been out here at the uh, State Fair. We've got today and tomorrow. Uh, I know you're going to be here most of the day today, so if you want if you want an opportunity to meet Doug, I guess he's going to be doing other candidate things uh, tomorrow. But Doug, where can, they, where can they find you if they come out here to the State Fair? Stop by, get some literature, talk to the Absolutely. candidate? Absolutely. I'll be down at our booth, which is right on the corner of um, Carnes and Nelson. And uh, right by the arcade there. Oh, okay. So if you have kids, folks, uh, you know, it's, you, you pull double duty, let the kids go to the arcade and uh, go visit Doug Wardlow, find out about uh, uh, the next uh, Attorney General of Minnesota, hopefully uh, from, uh, hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, Doug, we've got about, about seven minutes left. I know you, uh, like many of those engaged in the political arena, have been paying rapt attention to uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. It was uh, the president's next uh, nominee for the Supreme Court to fill the vacancy left by the retiring Anthony Kennedy. Uh, Democrats doing everything they can to try to delay hearings, stop hearings, and Senate Majority Leader McConnell within the past couple of weeks has indicated 
The hearings are moving forward, and the goal is, is to get uh, Judge Kavanaugh confirmed to the Supreme Court by early October, which would be before the midterms. Um, I'm not much of a parliamentarian, Doug Wardlow. Is there, do the Democrats have any options to slow these down? I don't, I don't really think any. they do. I don't think they really do. They're trying to use scare tactics and, scare tactics and things like that to slow things down, but they're not going to be successful because, you know, bottom line, Judge Kavanaugh is eminently qualified. He's a respected jurist. He's written hundreds of uh, legal opinions uh, from his position on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and that's really considered the second highest court in the land. He's the uh, judge's judge. What he does is he applies the law, interprets the law according to its original meeting. He's he right. the Constitution according that to its original radical. meeting. It sounds you know? pretty radical, Doug Wardlow. I don't know about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you say strict constitutionalists, you say, huh? That's right, right. It's a wonderful thing, and he's a, he's a great judge, and I, I'm, I'm confident he's going to be confirmed. Now, what is the, some of the issues that I've been hearing being cropped up is Democrats are waiting on... Uh, was it documents from the National Archives, and basically if they don't get those, oh, they, they don't yes. feel... They made important. a ridiculously large document request. They want something like 3 million documents uh, to review. How which, are they going to read all that in a month and a half? They're not going to be able to. Right. I mean, the I last time the around, idea, I think, yeah. the last Democrat, uh, Lena Kagan to be, not Democrat, the last Democrat appointee, right, the Supreme Court, Lena Kagan, in 2010, I think the documents requested for her were less than one-tenth of that number. And I think and Senator... So, Klobuchar asked her what her favorite uh, uh, character is from some goofy TV show, too. So they were really right. hard-hitting conversation right, right, hearings, right. Doug Wardlaw. And you should remember that uh, that happened in 2010, and Lenny Kagan was confirmed just before the 2010 midterms with 58 Democrat votes. So there's precedent for having uh, confirmation hearings right before, right before midterm. That's no problem. Now, I know one of the, uh, one of the concerns, if, if, if right now there's uh, 50 Republicans uh, in the U.S. Senate, obviously, Senator McCain uh, passed away, so they're right at 50. So basically, if all 50 Republicans uh, vote for uh, to support Justice Kavanaugh, I mean, he's pretty much a shoe-in. Uh, what about some of these states, particularly uh, Senator Manchin in West Virginia, mm-hmm. Joe Donnelly in Indiana, Heidi Heitkamp in West Virginia? These are Democrat senators representing very red states right. that are very much in play for Republican pickups in the midterms. Uh, how are they treading about this? I mean, is do you see this as a possible vote that they take that could torpedo or enhance their re-election prospects, Doug Wardlow? Well, I think so. So if, if Joe Manchin doesn't vote for to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, I think he's in serious trouble. So I think he's going to uh, ultimately find his way to do that, and I'm hopeful that others in similar situations will do that as well. I think those same three that I just alluded to also voted for uh, uh, Justice Gorsuch. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's been fascinating to watch the politics of this because you know Justice Gorsuch, again, uh, very much a... a, a uh, mainstream jurist. I mean, he got unanimous confirmation in 2005 to whatever district court he was on, including by several Democrats who are in the Senate today. Right. All of a sudden, now he's found undesirable. But it's fascinating to watch the politics of this, simply because they com- they completely shot themselves in the foot by going with the with the uh, with the filibuster on this justice. Had they not, they could have easily used it politically this time around. But now, as we, they have got no options, the Democrats. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They really miscalculated. And you know, I think. Um the fact of the matter is, Judge, Judge uh, Kavanaugh is fantastic. And Judge Kavanaugh is going to be uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court, and I'm looking forward to that happening. Were you following any of the uh, issues that Rand Paul raised? I know ultimately he said he's going to throw his support behind Judge Kavanaugh, but he talked specifically about it. I think there was a ruling that Judge Kavanaugh had on the uh, universal collection of uh, metadata with uh, something having to do with the NSA uh, that Rand Paul had some serious issues with. How were his concerns assuaged about that? Were you following that at all? I wasn't really following that in particular, but I know that Judge Kavanaugh is a, is a judge who interprets the law and, and follows the original meeting, and so I trust him to, to do just that. He's not political. Now, the Democrats, they want judges on the court that are going to legislate from the bench. They want judges that are going to go actually champion particular issues for them, and that's completely inappropriate. Judge Kavanaugh, he doesn't do that, so I'm confident 
uh, that uh, whatever concerns Rand Paul raised, I think Judge Kavanaugh is, is a fine nominee. He obviously answered him because obviously Rand Paul eventually came out publicly and said he was going to support Judge exactly. Kavanaugh. So that, right. that worked out good. Um, I guess, do you, can you think of a defining moment where the, the Supreme Court got so political? Because, I mean, you just alluded to it. Is that it's almost as if uh, some senators want justices. They see that as a feature, not a bug, that they do legislate from the bench. I mean, when Justice Gorsuch was, was uh, going through his confirmation hearings, you had senators like uh, Chuck Schumer and uh, Bob Casey out of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, he needs to, needs to stand up for the working class, a little person. It's like, that's not how the law works. I'm no, I'm no legal beagle, Doug Wardle. You're certainly more knowledgeable than this than I, but uh, the fact that they're even raising these kind of issues kind of makes me think they don't really know how a separation of powers works No, that's here. right. That's right. A lot of people don't. A lot of people on the left, uh, they, they, well, they confuse the court with the uh, the political branches, and I think that's been happening probably since you know FDR and the, his court packing plan is really, really when the okay. court started to become more politicized, and then just since that time it's kind of gone downhill. And now I think uh, a lot of Americans unfortunately think that the Supreme Court is a political branch of the government, and it really shouldn't be and, and, and can't be if you're going to have the rule of law. We have about a minute uh, remaining with uh, Doug Wardlow again. He's the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Uh, Doug, before I forget real quick, uh, why don't you give the folks their website so they can find out more about your candidacy. And like I say, this is a race that the uh, Republican Attorney General's Association, a national group, is focusing upon, folks. So get on board. Uh, what's the website, Doug Wardlow? Yeah, it's DougWardlowAG.com. Okay, DougWardlowAG.com. Uh, we only have about a, about a minute to go real quick. Uh, once uh, Judge Kavanaugh is confirmed, and then, obviously, the new Supreme Court session begins. Any uh, landmark cases that we should probably be aware of that might be brought before the Supreme Court? Any speculation on that, Doug Wardlow? And we'll see. I don't know. We, uh, there are a number of cases working their way up. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with uh, cons- compelled speech cases going forward. Uh, you know, I, working with Alliance Defending Freedom for uh, a few years there, I'm, I'm uh, very up to speed on First Amendment issues, and I think we need the Supreme Court to, to settle some of those issues in, in that arena. Uh, but there are a number of things working their way up. Doug Wardlow, the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Doug, appreciate your time as always, sir. We'll definitely catch you out on the campaign trail, and best of luck in what I think is a very winnable race for you. All right. Thank you very much. AM 12 to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast, live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. Go nowhere. Sometimes the bravest thing you can do is ask for help. In this hectic world, it's no wonder so many are left worn out, stressed, and feeling alone. Christian Heart Counseling is listening and specializes in work with adults and couples, teens, and children with a passion for helping you find healing and hope and God's grace. Haven't you waited longer than you should to start the life you want? With six locations in the Twin Cities, there's a location close to you. And Christian Heart Counseling takes all major insurance, including Medicare and MA. Learn more at ChristianHeartCounseling.com help. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. 
If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And as sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1-3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half, which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Jubland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Okay, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. Live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. Corner of Underwood Street and at Murphy Avenue. Right next door to the big orange Home Depot building. Looks like we got uh, quite a few youngsters uh, lining up to build their birdhouses or uh, whatnot. Uh, but uh, uh, we've got this nice uh, trailer from our fantastic sponsor, A.C. Nelson RV World out of Shakopee. And it just so happens they have a Patriot edition, so it was a it was a relationship that was meant to be, I guess. So uh, very excited to be out here. The rain has held off, so we are outside with the awning uh, stretched out. It's uh, actually not a bad day when the uh, we get a little breeze going, so we appreciate that. Uh, we are uh, waiting our uh, more uh, guests as they uh, come about, but uh, parking issues. Uh, no disrespect to the to the guests, but I would never I'd never drive the state fair. I'm just saying, unless I left like at five thirty in the morning, I, uh, I <laughs> have absolutely no desire. Uh, to drive the state fair, but uh, we will definitely uh, continue with our lineup of guests later this hour, but for sure the second hour. Uh, I did want to get to some news from this uh, past week, and uh, particularly yesterday. Now, I, I was actually traveling uh, out of town uh, for, uh, for an event, and I didn't have an opportunity to watch uh, uh, any of the coverage of uh, Senator McCain's funeral. Uh, of course, Senator McCain has had a couple different memorial services, particularly being uh, laying in state and then in a memorial service yesterday. And then uh, I believe he's being laid to rest today in Annapolis, Maryland, the site of the uh, U.S. Naval Academy. Uh, John McCain obviously had uh, many people would describe as a, as a complicated legacy. I mean, there's no denying uh, his exemplary service to this country, serving the, the country uh, in Vietnam, and obviously being a prisoner of war for more than five years. And I played last week 
uh, on the show a uh, excerpt from his speech at the Republican National Convention in 2008, right here in St. Paul, when, of course, John McCain was the uh, Republican presidential nominee. And he talked about how that particular incident, getting shot down in Vietnam in 1967, being held captive as a prisoner of war in the Hanoi Hilton. And even though uh, he had an opportunity to be released early, he chose not to. Because typically how protocol was is that you are only released in the order in which you're captured. Well, because he was a son of an admiral, they gave him the opportunity to be released early. And he chose not to because there were those that were in the Hilton with him that were there longer than he. And as a result, he chose not to. So undeniably, uh, 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 just a move of uh, the utmost integrity and, and admiration and, and, let's be honest, courage. And he was not ashamed to say that that particular uh, time in the Hanoi Hilton really really broke him. And then, but my... My point of bringing this up is that he deserves all the accolades for that, um, for that, ser- for that service to our country. But I've got to be honest, the, the coverage of his, of, of his funeral, and again, this may be an unpopular opinion, I have no idea, it's too much. Too much. It, it's, I, I haven't seen presidents who have passed away receive this much media coverage. And, you know, again, I don't want to say he was only a senator. I mean, he was one of 100 senators, obviously. In his service, this country is exemplary, and all of the speeches that were given at his memorial services were totally appropriate. But what I'm talking about specifically is the media coverage, wall-to-wall media coverage. And I understand why it is, because he was uh, at odds with, uh, with the president. It, you know, so obviously they want to use this as a cudgel uh, against the president. And I understand that, and that's perfectly fine. The media is perfectly well broadcast what they, what they want, but... This just kind of seems to go in line with how he's been treated over basically his life of service, in, in particularly in the Senate. I mean, John McCain's been the same person. You can argue uh, regarding his, where he stood on policy, regarding his, uh, whether he was convicted in the right areas. You, you can argue all that. But the fact of the matter is, is it, it just kind of seemed to go from one end to the other with, with media outlets. I mean, for example, when George W. Bush became the nominee in, in 2000 and then ultimately was elected president, uh, John McCain was at odds with President Bush quite a bit on some, some policy issues, particularly when it, when it, when it came to, to tax cuts. And, of course, he was, he was lionized and, by the media for being willing to stand up to a member of his own party, you know, which shouldn't be all that unusual, but in the, today's, uh, polarizing, uh, in today's polarizing uh, political climate, I guess it is. And then all of a sudden, it, this, this is what was really amazing to me. So when he was, when Senator McCain decided to run for president again in 2008 and then eventually became the nominee, I mean, it wasn't pretty much a month after it was a certainty that he was going to be the nominee that the New York Times came out with a, uh, a piece on Senator McCain uh, alleging uh, an extramarital affair, I think, with a lobbyist. And... John McCain was just shocked that this, the New York Times, this reputable uh, newspaper that held him in such high esteem, all of a sudden, John McCain is persona non grata. And it was just amazing to see the, the juxtaposition with this. And, how, and what, what amazed me more was how shocked he was. Hey, Jim. Back. So my point is, is that it, it, it seemed like he was being... 
they were willing to hold him up as long as he was the proverbial thorn in the side of his own party. But then all of a sudden, when he's opposing someone on the left, all of a sudden he's persona non grata. And the thing that frustrated, I think, a lot of people uh, on the right in particular was the fact that he was only given, only given kudos when, when he attacked his own party. And, you know, Ben, uh, ben Shapiro this past week wrote a piece at the, at the Daily Wire indicating, you know, in a way, this was kind of, kind of paved the road to uh, a Trump presidency because you had 2008, you had John McCain, 2012, you had Mitt Romney who were just eviscerated by the media and they didn't seem to have any desire to hit back. And yet, President Trump, say what you want about President Trump, he never, in my opinion, never communicated coherent policy stances, never really uh, had it other than, you know, building the huge wall and making Mexico pay for it, never really gave, in my opinion, specifics on how that was going to happen. But because he was willing to hit back at his critics, that held appeal with some people. I find it disdainful the way he does it, but you know what? This is kind of... The, the, it just kind of, the pendulum swung completely in the opposite direction. So, uh, at, the, at the end of the day, I certainly uh, applaud John McCain's service to our country. To me, his service is, is impeccable. It's exemplary. His Senate career, my opinion, leaves a lot to be desired. And, and I say that from a standpoint of policy. However you felt he was personality-wise, you know, to me, that's of no concern. It's how was it on policy? Because at the end of the day, that's how they're going to... Uh, make the, the main influence. So, uh, John McCain, I saw some uh, uh, coverage of him being uh, laid to rest uh, in Annapolis, Maryland, near the site of the U.S. Naval Academy, of course, where uh, he attended. And uh, the, just, the, um, just the outpouring of support, particularly from uh, his daughter, Megan McCain, very close, to, very close to her father, and seeing some of the tearful eulogies that uh, she put forth. Uh, again, uh, I give the family a complete pass if the family wanted to take swipes at the president, whether passive-aggressive or not. To me, it's the family, and if that's how they choose to, to eulogize their father, I, you know, I'm certainly not going to speak ill of the family, particularly in their time of mourning. But uh, uh, complicated legacy, to, to be sure. And uh, as is kind of the cold-hearted thing with a, a lot of these, now the uh, purview lies with uh, Governor Doug Ducey of Arizona, who's going to be the replacement. I've heard some speculation, and I, you know, who, who's to say that you know, he may use uh, uh, Senator McCain's daughter, Megan, to fill out a couple of the final two years of this term. I guess it would go two years, and then it would, there'd have to be a special election, I believe, in, uh, I believe in 2020 to fill out the, fi- then the final two years, I believe, how it goes. But um, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, there's some critical confirmation hearings for a Supreme Court justice, so I know Doug Ducey's probably going to want to make this uh, appointment real soon, so it's certainly worthy to keep an eye upon. Uh, tell you what, uh, folks, uh, John, why don't we take a early break here when we come back. Uh, we do have our next guest, uh, Senate candidate Jim Newberger, will be joining us for the uh, final segment of the 1 o'clock hour right here, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, live from the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair, corner of Underwood Street and Murphy Avenue, north end of the fairgrounds, back in mere moments on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 
1280 The Patriot. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll tax it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. I know you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that Hey, welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, live from the great Minnesota get-together of the Minnesota State Fair. Corner of Underwood Street, Murphy Avenue, north end of the fairgrounds, right next door to the big orange Home Depot building. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and stopping by. We've had uh, many folks stop by, listen to our Cavalcade of Stars, and the next one up is Jim Newberger, currently a Minnesota House member in House District 15B, but now moving on to be the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate taking on incumbent Amy Klobuchar, looking to seek her third term in the U.S. Senate, or as I like to call her, Senator of Small Things. That's Brad Carlson, the host, talking, not uh, not Jim Newberger. Uh, Jim Newberger, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Good to see you. Well, thanks. It's great to be uh, on part of your show as the closer. Yes, sir. I, it's great to be here. Uh, what a beautiful day it's turning out to be. Sun finally came out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, it, 
There was one correction, though, I have to make uh, that you made. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be. Uh, I, I'm not challenging Senator Klobuchar. She's challenging me. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll get. We'll get that clarification. There we, we go. I regret the error, Jim Newberger. We'll get that. We'll <laughs> you get are that. forgiven. <laughs> we'll get that. Get that corrected post haste. Well, now uh, speaking of Senator Klobuchar, you've had the opportunity to engage her one on one. I. I. I'm surprised she does something like that because it's not to her advantage. Because right. uh, uh, I think uh, back. Uh, one of the most famous quotes about Senator Klobuchar back in 2006 was it was the analogy of, uh, if you ever saw the uh, great uh, Charlton uh, Heston movie, uh, I, ah, for the life of me, I can't remember, um, Ben-Hur. Ah. Remember the chariot race? I was thinking Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the Planet of the Apes, but no, Ben-Hur. <laughs> Ben-Hur, there was, a, uh, there was a scene where he was in the chariot race, and they said, Chuck, this is a movie. All you have to do is not fall out of the chariot, and you're going to win. And that was basically analogous to Amy Klobuchar back in 2006. Just don't make any mistakes, mm-hmm. and you're going to win. And, and she's kind of followed that philosophy. But kudos to you, Jim Newberger. You've been able to engage her in a candidate forum. And well, well, she's Brad, clearly not comfortable with that. Well, Brad, I was envisioning Charlton Heston on the beach and uh, pounding the sand, uh, looking at the Statue of Liberty, saying, you bloody apes, you blew it up. <laughs> that would work too, Jim Nurberger. Yes, that would work too. <laughs> there's the Statue of Liberty. It got blown up. I, I think there's your next campaign ad. Okay, go. okay. But uh, so you're obviously drawing a very stark contrast in some of the issues. Uh, and I, and I, say, I call her Senator of Small Things because she focuses on things like we need to have outlaw. Uh, you know, we have to have more pool safety regarding to the awful tragedy of the young lady that, uh, some years ago that uh, was died in a pool accident because of a defaulting pool drainer, mm-hmm. teenagers dying texting while driving. I mean, these are issues that are very obvious, and obviously no one's going to oppose things like this, but right. there are more serious issues. If you look closely at her voting record, which no one seems to want to do, right. she doesn't really engage some of the more serious issues. So what are you bringing to the table, Jim Newberger, to draw a distinction? Well, thanks, Brad. That's great. Um, a number of big issues right out of the chute. Uh, number one would be taxes. Uh, we had some of the most comprehensive tax reform since the Reagan years. The, the Trump tax bill uh, showed, um, it, it just showed what we can achieve and how much we can grow. Um, some, of the best, uh, some of the best tax relief, for instance, your, uh, your standard deduction is going to double. Uh, mm. Most folks, it's, it's $12,500. It's going to go over $24,000. Wow. Um, and you know what? Senator Klobuchar voted against that. She voted no. Um, and I'm just appalled at that because her brand is she is our senator well if why didn't our senator vote for me to keep more of my money uh how about obamacare so uh senator klobuchar has been a champion for obamacare since the get-go and still is by the way and right before right before it became the law of the land right but right before it did uh there was an amendment that came out that said you know if your state's already doing a good job you can opt out in Minnesota, uh, we weren't a total free market uh, at that time, but we did have five providers, major ones, five or six, that yes. you, could, you could choose from. Yes. But we also had Minnesota Care, which was a really good safety net for our most vulnerable members or num- uh, people. Senator Klobuchar voted no. She voted no against that amendment to allow states to opt out. Uh, she, with that vote, she said, no, I want a big government, big bureaucrat, big expensive uh, um, program, which turned into Minsher. $400 million website. She is still defending that. In fact, she's promoting this Medicare for All, uh, which is $32 trillion. Wow. Brad, our national debt, our national debt is pushing $26 trillion. Mm-hmm. Pushing $26 trillion. Where are we going to come up with $32 trillion to pay for this big single-payer socialist-style um, uh, type of health care system? Senator Klobuchar is a do-nothing senator, and this, will, this is a do-nothing move for us. 
And, but she makes a good tater tot hot dish and drives a Saturn. So she's one of us, Jim Newberg. Yeah, yeah, she relates to the regular <laughs> folks, I guess. So. That's right. So, that's right. Well, obviously, one of the bigger issues that has uh, cropped up, and I know that the senators had some things to say about this, uh, particularly in light of some of the uh, awful school shootings that have taken place, obviously, is, is gun control. Mm-hmm. And they feel like that this is something that they can, they can utilize these awful tragedies and enact stricter gun control. But you look at these particular incidents, every st- single step along the way, either the bureaucrats completely bungled the laws already on the books or whatever they're proposing would not have blunted these these particular incidents. Right. And yet here she is basically donning a Parkland Strong T-shirt, uh, Jimmy right. Berger. And, and once again, you know, our do-nothing senator, Amy Klobuchar, um, it's, it's, very, it's very strange because she... She will bring up um, all of these uh, these poor victims that that were uh, victims of gun violence. She'll bring them up and use them as political um, as political pieces in her talks. Sure. But yet, when I want to talk about um, when I want to talk about this young woman from Iowa that was just killed two weeks ago, we brought that up at the M- uh, NPR debate uh, by an, an, an illegal immigrant who was here who was breaking the law, killed this young woman. Um, you know what? What she came up at at the NPR debate and said we shouldn't po- we shouldn't politicize our victims. And my point is, is this is, well, then pick and choose. Why right, does she right. do that? Why is she, you know, that, that, that just shows that you know, how, how quickly she flips on things. Um, what I tell people is this, and there's, there's two things that I really want to hammer home with our do-nothing senator. Number one is that she's been in office for 12 years. 12 years. All right. She wants six more. That's 18 years. What were you doing 18 years ago? You know, 18 years is too much time to be in the swamp, period. Whether you agree with term limits or not, our president, our very first president, George Washington, said two terms is enough. Right. I think that's good. But 18 years, folks, 18 years of do nothing, I, we, we need a change. We really do. And the second thing I really want to hammer home to people is the simple fact that I support our president. I support his plan. I think America is becoming great again. I am excited about the direction that our economy is going in. Uh, does our does our president have some personality flaws? Absolutely. Do I have personality flaws? Absolutely. No, I don't believe in Jim Newberger. <laughs> Just Come ask on my now. wife. Come on. The point being is, is this: his performance is an A rating. Our country is going in the right direction, and if Senator Klobuchar is reelected, she sits on the Judiciary Committee, and she cannot wait, in my opinion, to impeach our president. If you want to protect our president, then you better vote for Jim Newberger. What are these guys? These are these are outstanding questions and issues that uh, were they were they broached it in these candidate forums? Because I'd be fascinated. I unfortunately didn't have an opportunity to see this, but I'd be I'd, I'd be curious to know how she's how she's responding to these because these are actually substantive, tough issues, Jim Newberger. Well, um, <laughs> she she uh, she um, goes uh, she she exercises what I call uh, the political practice of blowfication. Uh, it's a word uh, that I made up uh, serving in the Minnesota House for six years. You listen to a lot of blowfricating, uh-huh, and there's yes. all kinds of that that goes on. So a question will go out. Tim Walls is also really good at blowfricating. Uh, you'll sit there, and they will talk, and they'll talk, and they'll talk, and pretty soon the room gets hot, and nothing gets said, and then they move on to the next question. It's like, stop blowfricating, okay? Um, that's what she does. Uh, that's how she handles the controversies. That's how she handles, uh, that's how she handles uh, her debates. Uh, when we were in uh, the NPR debate, uh, one of the biggest questions that came up was, is why did she support the Iran nuclear deal? Iran wants to destroy Israel. And her basic response is, if you boil it down, because it's on our website, the NPR debate, we parachuted into enemy territory and we, we did good. Uh, but her basic response was, well, some people don't agree with it. That's, that's, your, that's your decision. My response is, is, you know what? The annihilation of Israel is unacceptable. Well, we are joined once again by U.S. Senate candidate Jim Newberger. He opposing 
uh, DFL incumbent Amy Klobuchar this November. Jim, we have about a couple of minutes to go. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you stopping by. We want to know uh, where people can go to, uh, to where, where your website is, where they can go to maybe donate time, mm-hmm. resources. Are you going to be out of the fair the next couple of days? Oh, yeah. Burger, we, if they want to see you? We've been out here quite a bit. This is such a good time. Uh, my website's Jim. Jim4, that's F-O-R, U-S-Senate.com, Jim4, U-S-Senate.com. Check us out. Uh, we update it every week, uh, sometimes twice a week. It's a, it's a great place to get more information about the campaign. Okay, and I have a link to it at bradcarlson.org as well, Jim4, U-S-Senate. Uh, is it .org, you said? Uh, .com. .com, Jim4USSenate.com. Yep. Okay, I did have that right. All right, I second-guessed myself a little bit, Jim Newberger. Uh, quick, what's your favorite food? Favorite fair food? I'm old school, Jim Newberger. It's the Pronto Pop. Yep, me I'm, too. I'm, 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 I'm old school. <laughs> Although I, I, I do indulge and occasionally get the Papa Pop. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's like the foot-long Pronto Pop, isn't it? You uh, got, at least. you got to have a Pronto Pup. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like I said, you never you don't have to leave the north end of the fairgrounds anymore, you know, with the Hangers <laughs> restaurant, the cell phone charger, Sweet Martha's, a couple shacks down. I mean, this is a full-service operation. <laughs> so. so, once again, uh, Jim for U.S. Senate. Dot com. Uh, Jim, uh, real quick, where's your uh, state fair booth located if people want to stop by? We're, uh, we're hanging out with the GOP folks uh, right down on the southern end of the, uh, of the fair. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody knows where the GOP booth is. In fact, there are a lot of DFLers that will come there to, to relax in the oasis because it's so quiet <laughs> and peaceful back there. It's like that's where the bipartisanship begins is because we've got the better, better location, better booth apparently. Again, Jim Neuberger for U.S. Senate taking on Amy Klobuchar this November. Jim, we appreciate the time. We appreciate the time as always. Thanks. Uh, oh, a little feedback there. Uh, somebody playing Ted Nugent for a bumper music. <laughs> Jim, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Best of luck to you in your campaign. And uh, uh, we've got about two months to the election day, so feel free to come back. You have a home on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I think it's safe to say, Jim. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Our number one in the can. Our number two coming up in mere moments. Right here live from the great Minnesota get-together of the Minnesota State Fair. Next door to the big orange Home Depot building on the corner of Underwood Street and Murphy Avenue. Back in mere moments, go nowhere. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. The way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Here's all you need to do. Your doctor gives you the prescription. You go online to GoGoMeds.com, put in your information, and make sure to include the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. Your meds are then delivered to your home, and you've saved money. It's that easy. No more waiting, no lines, no copay each month, and best of all, no wandering around the store aimlessly waiting for your prescription to be filled. GoGoMeds.com, the new way to get your medicine delivered right to your door. Remember that getting your prescription filled now means never having to go to a store again. GoGoMeds.com, GoGoMeds.com. Use the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. That's GoGoMeds.com, promo code MIKE2018. Would you like to protect your nest egg? At Online Trading Academy, we teach the skills to grow and protect your investments. 
Learn this rules-based strategy with our best-in-class instructors teaching you how to get your arms around your money so you can retire with no worries. Learn the skills to profit from the markets going up or down by joining us for a comprehensive free workshop by calling pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. We're off to the races, the governor's race anyway. What wrecks might we see at the national level? And who will take the victory lap here in Minnesota? Join our conservative pit crew of Larry Elder, Michael Medved, and Dennis Prager for trackside analysis at our Battleground Talkers Tour. Crew chief Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com will guide the conversation about the final lap of the midterms and what's shaping the future of conservatism. Fire up your engines and join AM 1280 The Patriot on Thursday, October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. Tickets start at only $20. Get yours today at am1280thepatriot.com. Special VIP dinner tickets to sit with Medved, Elder, and Prager are available for a limited time. So bring a friend and hop in because there are only a few laps until the checkered flag. We'll see you October 25th. The Battleground Talkers Tour, brought to you by AM1280, The Patriot. AM1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by...